Welcome to your sophomore year at the Tragedy Academy, where you are the teacher and we are the students. Together, we learn from past tragedy to lay the foundation for a better humanity. The only supplies you'll need an open mind and a sense of humor. So, tilt that chair back, talk out of turn, and never raise your hand. Because this is the Tragedy Academy and class of concession. I'm pure Scott. Welcome to the Tragedy Academy, right. a show created to bridge societal divides <laughs> in a judgment free zone using like, candor and humor. <laughs> there you go, there you busted, go. both of you. That's how you start. That's, how you start. <laughs> That's exactly how you start it. What's up, academics? It's hey. Jay. I'm Hi. here with my family, hey. Andre and Nikki. I haven't seen you guys in forever. Just how you doing? Good, good. Can't complain. Won't complain. Won't complain. Won't it, complain. it does no good to complain. Not at all. It not really at doesn't. All. Yeah, you said it though. Not since the wedding. That's yeah, yeah that's right. That's almost a year, and it doesn't even seem like it. It doesn't right. seem like it, it right? Doesn't seem like it at all. Not at all. I think this. I actually haven't really had a chance to talk to you since the wedding, Nikki. First of all, man, you were beautiful. Thank you. I'm sorry, Andre. You look good, whatever. But she was beautiful. <laughs> I get the hey, listen. I, yeah, yeah. You, the you know you look I good. In, I better been beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. The, the money that dress cost me. I better been beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, you know what though? It, the dress didn't make it. You made Not it. Not at all. The dress was just an added, added accessory. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I still wanted to thank you again for for allowing me and asking me to be part of your wedding like that. Because I got to tell you, that's not a that's not an everyday occurrence for for a lot of people to to go all the way up to Chicago and and sit down with a family coming where I came from. Oh, I just, you know, I, I put it out honestly. You know, about the friendships and the dynamics and the people that I hang out with and stuff like that. And there is no way in hell that a poor white kid from South Florida, which is like Southern Alabama, would have ever believed that his family and his best friend and his wife would be from the south side of Chicago. West side, west side, west side. <laughs> What's up, West side, Chicago, okay? What's up? Now, look, we reside on the southeast side of Chicago at this okay. moment. But we're true West Side. <laughs> it's amazing how life takes you on a path, though. Yeah. That really was, you know, because if you'd have told me that as a child, it wouldn't have even made any sense to me. Not that I didn't want to be friends with everybody. Uh -huh. It just didn't even seem like that was something that you would you would do. Like, Correct. because we didn't have anybody even in our neighborhood with very, very few African-Americans, a lot of Latinos, you know, for migrant working and stuff like that. But that, that was it. That was it. But I can tell you the first time in my life that I felt accepted with people outside of my family was with minorities, nice. with black people, with Hispanic people. Uh -huh. And I never understood why until Andre and I became friends. Uh -huh. And we had so many long conversations. And at the end of the day, it, he, he taught me that the struggles are the same. Yes. 
it's it's socioeconomic it's it's political yeah. and it's all these other things mixed in with horrible horrible hereditary and genetic issues in how we move forward as society and people and when i saw when he pointed out those parallels i was like son of a bitch this is why we all feel the same in these situations because yeah it sucks to not have things no matter what race you are Thanks. yeah you know it sucks to lose a family member, no matter what race you are. No matter. It's just a matter of perspective. And I don't know. I always felt that the empathy came more so from the black community. I, I feel like I didn't realize how forgiving the black community is until got more friends in the black community. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because I didn't realize what struggles were outside of my understanding, the cognitive bias, all those types of things. They made no sense to me because they didn't exist yet. Right. They just didn't exist because I didn't have any malice right. in my intent. But this is a long-winded intro to me just thanking you guys for being my family. Just so you guys know, well, we've been friends for years and years and years. Um, but yes. I, I like to bring this up because I feel like you gave me an opportunity to grow um, both of you and you gave me a unique experience being at that wedding I felt like family and I don't think that people understand that it's normal that people should be spending the time together from different races and different backgrounds man I never smiled laughed man they loved you they loved you they lo <laughs> look my family loves you and Sarah you guys are still being talked about Thursday, like real talk. I don't doubt it. I'm I'm a very animated dude. You know that. <laughs> it makes me me. But I gotta tell you, the whole the whole experience. You know, I, I, it seems like I can tell you, <laughs> I got to see happiness like I've never seen. One of the reasons that that I love the two of you in so many different ways, but one of them is the strength in the marriage the strength in the relationship. And one of the things that I've always seen um, is that you wear your scars with pride. There's a difference. It's, I see other families and things like that. They will fight their entire lives to hide who they are and where their family has been under any circumstances. And you guys taught me and the whole community in general was that fuck that. Look what we've been through and we're still here. Yeah. That's a big fucking difference. It is. You have a different appreciation. You really do. You have a different appreciation. You really do. Yeah. You guys introduced me to, and I want I want you guys to explain this, the marriage club. I've never <laughs> been in a group like this before. Can you tell us what the marriage club is about? Oh man, who was it me or was it Dre? Like I, it was me. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't respond to that. <laughs> so the marriage club is basically a, a platform on Facebook for either married couples or people who are engaged to be married. And a lot of people join that marriage group because, you know, there's no manual to marriage. There's no handbook to say this is what you do when this happens or whatever the case may be. So a lot of people seek, you know, groups like that for positivity because, you know, everything isn't bad, you know? Um, so I joined that group when me and Dre got engaged because it's like, to me, okay, I'm about to be a married woman. 
So I wanted to see what marriage looked like outside of my family. I come from a family of marriage. I know the good, the That's bad, the ugly. That's a very good way to get perspective. Yeah, exactly. So I knew I had an idea of what marriage would be like, but I wanted to see other people's perspective. I, I really wanted to see raw realness. But ideally, well, ironically, I'll say, it's more positives than negatives. And it's very, very inspiring when I, you know, open my timeline and I see that that marriage group. And I'm in like now, Jay, I'm in like about three or four of them. We all, me and my best friends actually have our own marriage group as well. I got to tell you about it. <laughs> I don't but, doubt it. Um, now I'm in like so many different ones because it's just the perspective of seeing marriage from different people. Um, people who've been married one year, three years, five years, 40 years, 50 years, that's inspiring. So it is. yes, of course, <laughs> I want to extend an invite to others who are married too, because hey, what may work in your house or what, what may not be working in your house, here's a huge platform of people who have the same type of stuff going on and everyone just deals with it differently and there are genuine questions. There's no like... No, like, uh, how can I say it? O observation or just trying to be a spectator. Like, this mm -hmm. is real people, real life, real marriages, real families. Sometimes, you know, um, some of the spouses may post in there, you know, they lost their, their husband or their wife. And they've been married X amount of years. I see that. So That's a support group. It's a support group, right? And now being married, I look at that marriage group a whole different way now. It's like, it is, it's a family, it's a community. Like, it's the help that you finally want and need, but you don't know where to go to ask for those resources. And surprisingly, someone may have already asked the question or may have already put it out there. So it's like, oh, okay, that's a better way to deal with that. Sometimes you'll put a question in there and there's always that person that's like, did you search it first? Did one. you search it first? No, it's always one, right? no, I didn't search it. <laughs> I want to have a conversation. I want to find about 2019. I, I want to talk about yeah, I, This is Google and I'm doing 2021. <laughs> now, I, I don't want a 2020 answer. Don't tell me to search it. <laughs> People get upset about that. Very true, but yeah. Man, what a life to be monitoring the status of questions. You know, if that was your deal, if that's what upset you in life, yeah. mm, that's not uh, that's not healthy. Yeah, I'll tell you, I yeah. love that group for two different things. One, because it is so supportive and happy. Like, I love it, love it, love it. Every time I go in there, I smile. Mm -hmm. Somebody's saying something funny. Somebody's upset, but somebody's supporting them. Yeah. Somebody's, you know, there's all sorts of craziness. Yes, and maybe not notice to you and Andre, but, or maybe it is, they're probably hovering around 90% African-American, I'd say. Yeah. But yep. there is a ton of people in it. I think what, like yeah. 30,000 or something like that? There's a lot of people in that group. At least 50. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I love it. I comment in there and stuff like that. Not not Ooh. often because social media just drives me insane, especially with this. Thanks. But there's an alternate reason I like that site. And it's not probably what anybody else would think. There are friends or people that you come across that really, really intend well when it comes to bridging gaps with other races, right? 
But I feel like a lot of those gaps are predicated on ignorance. And that's not in a bad way. Ignorance and simply not knowing what the dynamic of something is. So I may or may not have slid an invite or two to a couple of people that I thought could benefit and even explain to them. You could benefit from watching these interactions with families because this is what that community is. Because I'm going to tell you right now, there's no board for the families that I'm standing around acting like that. Mm -mm. It's a different dynamic. People need to benefit from the self-soothing that the black community can do. The way that you guys have taken care of yourself and you work from within it's something that we all need to learn. I definitely agree. And just to piggyback off that, I think like um, for the longest time, there's a perception about family, right? In the black community, right? There's a perception that single mom, dad gone. But that group shows you that everybody is not a single mom and dad is gone. There are families who have been united since day one. And it's it's like a great thing to like to sit back and to watch like so many of us are like in love and have marriage and have children. And yes, it's just like it's a beautiful thing to watch because for so many years, years on top of years, it's like, oh, the the dad in the house and the black family is gone and now mom got to do everything. It's like that's not everybody's story. You know, yes, it's true, but it's true with other races as well. Unfortunately, ours is like in the forefront. (laughs) I got to tell you, it's all of them. You brought up the point that needs to be brought out. It's how the community is portrayed, not how the community is it's how the community's portrayed. And that's the issue. And that's where you end up with cognitive biases that you don't even understand, mm-hmm. right? As as a white man, dude, I got nothing I can bitch about. I can't say a damn word. No matter what happened to me in life, I got to hang it up. <laughs> I, my cards are all gone. I'm like, I've got none. <laughs> like I'm, I realize, though, that There are structural biases. There are ways that we look at things. And I say it all the time. It's the missing tooth. I have, I tell the story all the time. I had a friend ran in my barracks room. He had knocked his front tooth out. His friend threw a remote control and he's laughing, covering his mouth. And he's like, broke my front tooth. I'm bullshit. Pulls his hand down. Sure. Shit. Broken front tooth. But the problem is, is he looked ignorant. He looked stupid. He looked like a hillbilly. He looked like all these things, and I did not like it. My brain really stuck on that, because why? Why do I feel that way? I know him. He's fucking, he's smart. He's got an education. He's this dude. But right now, he looks like, you know, in front of me. Yeah, yeah. That's a problem. That's a cognitive bias. Right. That's something that exists that you don't know is there when you're looking at another race, culture, or something like that because it's implanted not in front of you. It's not a lens. It's not glasses. They're behind the eyes, not in front of them. Oh, I just slapped my <laughs> mic. Let me, let me say something, Jay. First of yeah, all, please. thanks for having us on this show. I love your show. I'll take that plug. Thank you so I love much. <laughs> 
I'm gonna go back on some of the things you said. Let's go with the marriage club thing. I was actually going through it, and you're right. It's a good area. It's a good place to get a lot of positive views and everything else. But they got these ten steps. Somebody just added. I think it's only missing one. I'm gonna read the ten. I'm gonna tell you the one I think is missing. All right, let's hear it. One that said, "How to make a marriage work." That was the title. Said number one, communicate a lot. Mm. True. Be honest and faithful. Most definitely. Mm. Be there for one another, the good and the bad. Value intimacy. Amen. Leave the past in the past. Don't fear conflict. It's okay. It's just a mm. conversation. Touch continually. She called me the creep because I'm always touching her. Man, Taryn gets downright aggravated as much as my hand is like surgically planted on her ass Thanks. all the time. Yes. I, her mom caught me when they yes. were staying here. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm sorry. Here you go. Just let you know I'm here. I agree a million percent. Appreciate one another. That's part of appreciation. That's what I'm doing all the touching. There you go. Become best friends. Try. And the last one was love, right? That's a good 10, but I still think it's missing one more. And the one I think is missing is unity. Unity is a concept of nothing but faith. So what I mean by unity, and that concept is everything won't always be good, but everything won't always be bad. But if we stay unified in, this, in a common goal, you don't see the bad. You just learn from it. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. That, that makes... That's the biggest thing. Yes, it really is. Because, like you said, everything everything is a whole. Oh. You you can't. It's a it's a yin and a yang. It's and the fact of the matter is, we don't get where we are without the struggles that we've been through. And if you're not grateful for what you've been through, then you're not going to be happy where you are. You're not going to be unified. You're not going to have that common front. You have to understand that the only thing permanent in life is change. Sir. The only permanent thing in life is change and it will continue to happen. So we have to, like you said, you've got to unify. You've got to find a way. Dude, Taryn and I are so opposite. So opposite. Like I'm a kite. She's the stake holding it to the ground. Like seriously. Man, shout out to Taryn, my buddy. Shout out to Taryn. She's going to swing through before I get off here. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Don't forget my buddy. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I love that. You're right. Unity is super important. Now, I want to tack on one last one, and that's um, taking care of self. Mm. You must take care of yourself before you can take care of anyone else with your full capabilities. That's very true. Mm. We don't take care of ourselves mentally, and we don't give ourselves the ability to decompress and allow ourselves to feel our emotions internally and then make that reconciliation within yourself, but also share that with your right. spouse. Right? Keep them aware of where you're at, but you have to take care of yourself. And you guys always do that. I, I, you guys are always in the gym, always doing something that, positive. Make me feel like I need to go to the gym. I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, so I got, first of all, all my pictures are all, starting from my hair up. First of all, for you not to be in the gym, you lost a lot of weight. People don't you know how to, they don't know you. You was and I'm loving those medications they put you on. The medications, right? Once you got the medications, bro, they don't know how much weight you lost. You looked at so skinny at first. I was like, good lord, wow! And you still look it. Thank you, thank you. 
Hey. I appreciate it. I, I'm trying to be like you guys. Hey, I like that. So I want to move on to another topic because I, I okay. this is super important. And I know that we're focusing a lot on race and stuff like that, but I'm just going to, I'm going to put the pedal to the metal because this okay. needs to happen. <laughs> and I feel like I'm behind the eight ball. Um, and, and, and here's, okay. it's, this is going to be funny at the same time, I'm sure. But I have questions around your Nikki, those of you who don't know, is a very accomplished makeup artist, uh, cosmetologist. Yes. Uh, what's, what are the terms that, that I should be using? What are the, you the proper terms? Right? Okay. It. You got it. <laughs> hey, you know, there's, there's, that's a profession. Yeah. People don't realize that's art. It is. It, it really is. And I think that there are two types of situations when people are doing makeup. Um, I have said on the show in the past that I am not a fan of the need for makeup. Not because this is why I want to bring this up. I don't see that in the black community. Okay. It's not a need situation. Because there is already self-confidence buried beneath it. It is a enhancement. It is fun. It is a way to express yourself and all those things. Am I right? You're so right. And you hit it right on the head. It's meant to enhance what you already have. That's exactly how I explain it. I, I, it does. It does. That's why I love. That's why I love your work and the way that you present it and the way that you speak to people about it. Because I don't ever hear that I need it to be accepted. Not at all. Not at all. That is the key, and it, it just that's again. I think that's 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 a that's a black community thing. Self soothing from within. Because I, I'm I'm going out on a limb. I'm not a teenage girl. But, you know, I, I can only imagine that they're not picking up the makeup because they feel like they look good. Not at all. In those situations, especially within, you know, the white community. I don't see the same dynamic. I know that we're changing. We're growing. And, you know, there's there's less and less racial divide just out of genetics alone. I mean, eventually it's all going to be one color. Uh -huh. We get that. But we've got to learn from some very, very, very great ways that that your community addresses things like this and embraces it. Because I don't think that other communities understand what it actually means. It's a feel good. It's a feel good thing. Um, like for me, I, I was just using myself for an example. Like growing up for me, like I've always been like, well, I started grammar school. Where I was like a tomboy, you know, got the latest mics on, jogging suits, all that good stuff. You know, that was my thing. I was a tomboy. So what's changed? Um, when I went to high no, school. I meant you're still a tomboy. <laughs> leave it up to Dre. Say, I knew he was going to say it. Leave it up to Dre. <laughs> I'm more than just a tomboy. <laughs> See? Dude, take your hand off. See? So ain't no sense. <laughs> I go grab for the heavy bag. She beat me to it. I'd be like, wait a minute. I got this. I, I can't help it. But that's good, though. That's that's healthy internal competition within the marriage. It's motivation. It's motivation. Thank you, man. I feel like the Wayne Wade on the Gatorade contest. On the no, Gatorade commercial. seriously. That's, that's a joke in my family about me being a man. Like, when I say being a man, it's just like the strength. Like, you're a whole female and you got strength like a man. <laughs> but you know what? You're, you know what? You're, you're a strong human. That's the way it is. You're just yeah. a strong human. That's I love what it, it. Is. 
Keep him in check. That's what it is. But no, um, going back, like, um, the transition started for me when I got to high school. Like, I, like I said, in grammar school, I was a tomboy, all that good stuff. Hung out with all of the boys, whatever the case might be. I just like, you know, what I like. That was just it, you know? But when I got to high school, it's like something clicked. Like, something in my mind clicked was like, you are a girly girl, right? Um, so that's when the glamour started. That's when, you know, the wearing heels to school, just to sit in the classroom, eyelashes and all this other type of stuff. That's the type of things that I was in. When I was in high school, I was a girl that pretty much did everybody's hair. You know, back then, braiding was a big thing, like uh, the micro braids and all this good stuff. So I used to do all of that. Um, but, you know, even in college, too, I was a glamour girl. I love that that thing, you know, of waking up, putting on a pair of heels, cute pair of jeans, going to sit in a classroom to learn. <laughs> that was my thing. So it, it was just more so a confidence. I felt different. It was like I was already confident in myself. I already knew when I walk in the room, the respect is there. You know, that's just the type of personality and the type of aura that I have. But the dressing up and the, the makeup and all of that good stuff, it was just added, adding to it. So it was like a confidence booster for me. And I like how that felt. Do I need to wear makeup? Obviously, no, right? <laughs> I'm beautiful, you know? I, and I, I know that, you know? But nevertheless, um, that's something that I enjoy. When I put makeup on, I feel like I'm a whole different person. It's just like, whoa, like, show something, you know? So it, it's just a feel-good thing. It, it really is. And I think for most of us, it is a feel-good thing. You know, you feel like an entirely different person when you got your makeup on, you got your clothes on, you ready to hit the streets with your girls, your husband, your boyfriend, or whatever. You, it's a you're different. Step. It's a you're boost. taking all the selfies in the world. Yeah, all that good stuff. It's fun. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I I, I know exactly what you're saying there because it's that that yeah. freedom in feeling the way that what's that? What do you say? You say you do. That's <laughs> like you do. I don't understand. That. All right. So let me ask <laughs> you this. So when I was buckling that beautiful lion belt buckle at the wedding, was I or was I not doing exactly uh, what we're talking tiger, about? Tiger. Tiger. A white tiger. That's, Sorry, that was, man. First of all, the belt was a white tiger. I have mine. <laughs> With diamonds. Don't make me go get it. Cause no, I love that. That's what I'm saying. That but what she's <laughs> describing is the exact same thing. How did you feel right, when you clipped that thing? Okay, cool. I know. That belt was the whole outfit. No, nobody no does. I have it. You know how many compliments I got on those shoes? For pictures? No. Remember, man, them shoes are... Of course, uh, especially the shoes, right? The shoes. See, you, let me tell you about the shoes, though. So, Jay, I was going... I was going my design in my head because I try to add my grooms, man, and they won. They, I start to realize I dress way better than them. <laughs> and they don't understand. And I'm like, you know what? I'm into fashion and you're not. That's why y'all look like that. And you think I have to get married, you're going to look like this? No. It's not going to work for me. I was on that so, text. Right. I was on all right. those texts. So I heard. It's not gonna work. I'm like this. Okay, so... I sent you this. Oh, I don't want to wear it. You know what? I don't care what you want to wear because that's why your fashion is Old Navy and I'm not. That's the problem. I don't shop at Old Navy. They clothes look like old, just want to relax all day. They look like Old Navy. You lumberjack, relax. I don't, I'm sorry. No disrespect to Old Navy. I like your boxers. I even like your shorts. Them shirts, trash. 
They shrink and fall Trash. apart within two seconds. They're like the wapajaw. The one sleeve is open. It's like man, they need to let me go in there and change their shirt game. I'm telling you, I make way more money. They will pay me so much saying thank you. So growing up poor, I have trauma when this kind of stuff happens. I don't like shopping where the stuff is Facts. it's off the rack Facts. outlet style. So it's like the zipper is like on the wrong side. Oh, One sleeve is and your mom is grabbing mm -hmm. you, shaking it. It's thank not that you. bad. The logo is like you. on the side of you and shit. And you're like, no. Yeah. Or it right. says like she don't have it's to always it. some knockoff. It says like instead it. of bugle boy, it said like bugle man. And like, right, I'm just, I'm, I refuse it. And you know the crazy part is, me and her did not get together. All she did was give me a color. I said, okay, give me the colors. Give me all of them. She gave me all the colors. I said, all right, cool. Let me do my work. Yeah, I do my work. I'm into that. I'm into clothes. I'm into fashion. I'm into shoes. I have, if I show you a closet full, my closet is bigger than hers. I mean, it ain't personal. I got as many shoes as her. Yes, I like a lot of shoes. I mean, matter of fact, we have a little laid back That'd area. Nice. And look at that. I still got more than that. That's not everything. That's not everything. <laughs> For those of you in podcast land, I just saw racks and racks of shoes. That just looks like a, it looks like a bookcase of backaches. Say it again. It looks oh, like yeah. a bookcase of backaches. A bookcase of backaches? Yes. <laughs> I don't understand why women want to walk around like a T-Rex or whatever, like with their legs all. Well, you, you got to know how to walk in heels, okay? You got to have the walk for heels. I love heels. There is nothing worse than a bad heel walk. Yes. yes. I've seen that. I've seen a girl walk on the inside of her shoes. I yeah, told her so, yeah. in front of her friend, embarrass her, take those off because you disrespecting the heel. <laughs> and her friend laughed so hard. She was like, I told her from the beginning. I said, you look real bad. Take them off. <laughs> Take them off. So yeah, I mean, we all we all peacock in our Don't ways, but I, I just that. wanted to um, get a chance to to point out yeah. that it can be done in more constructive manners, and it, it, it and it enhancing the right ways. And I love the way that you approach that. Yeah, I will tell you, um, there's a vast difference in. Um, beauty, skincare, all that kind of stuff between black and white people, correct? I mean, we know this. It's mm -hmm. huge. The industry, there's mm -hmm. so many different things that have to happen. So I'm going to tell you what I learned for the first time, right? A while back, okay. I was at a salon. I was sitting there with, um, we were at one of Taryn's appointments, a friend of ours, Adele, and she worked in a predominantly black salon, Right. And they, it was black hair, all that kind of stuff. And I always sit and just hang out wherever the hell I am. And I just happened to go with her that day. And I was just sitting there because Adele's a friend of mine and her husband lives in Texas now. So I'm just bullshitting like it's the barbershop or whatever. And then I watched this one reached into a tub, you know, which I assume was just a water, you know, a bucket in there. And then she pulled out what looked like the largest clog I've ever seen. And I was sitting there like, what the fuck is this? And I, I was like, she saw me looking at it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, it's hair. He wasn't ready. People drop off their he hair and like, get washed. Well, what in the hell? <laughs> he wasn't ready. He's like the biggest flaw I ever <laughs> I felt so stupid. Because I was like, no, nah, how did she just pull out of this damn sink? 
Here's the problem. She didn't have the expression on her face that I would expect someone to have when they were pulling out a wet animal out of a out of water because I didn't know what the fuck it was. I was like, why is she so calm? She's like, she was washing that hair. She was prepping that hair for a wig or for a sew-in or something like that. And we had we had a whole long conversation. I got to learn about it, how it works, all that kind of. You know, I just make jokes. I know you. You 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 curious, so you want to know. <laughs> I do want to know. And if I say something wrong, like here, let me say this: If you're listening to this show and we're this far in at 33 minutes, and you think that anything I've said is out of line or that it does not match what you believe, let me know. Send us an email. Open context, open dialogue. I'm here to learn. I do not know shit about anything, only about what I know. That's it. That's why it says non-purist scholar, not an accredited school. <laughs> That's it's exactly what it means. I don't know shit. I'm here to learn. That's your word. I hear you. I'm going to tell you my word. I don't give a damn. Yeah. I don't have time for it. I don't have time for it. That that brings me to uh, from in the, if we're going to stay in the cosmetology realm and we go into hair. Yeah. What does because I I know generationally one of the things that I heard a lot as a young white man was the comments about black women's hair, the right. styles, the different uh, type. And they always had some uh, kind of comment or some kind uh, of you know this is too much or that's this or whatever it is. Can you rectify what the hell is wrong with their thought process on this and why hair in the black community is what it is. Hell no. I can't rectify nothing. <laughs> I ain't got time. I don't care because I'm going to tell you this. I love all their hair. I don't care what color. I don't care what fragrance. One thing about Earth, I don't care. I don't know how people, I don't know if people believe in God or not. That's their choice. But one thing I have learned that if everything is the same, the world would be boring. Yes. 100%. And I love to just, even though I might not agree that you wear this color, you wear that style, I just love to see it all because guess what? It showed me a variety. Agreed. And one thing I learned about variety, because it might, you might think it looked good on you and it might not, but it might look better on somebody mm -hmm. else. It might look better over here, it might that. Where would you Our want? Whole world, if we just, if we open up the window, the color from the sky to the trees to the ground, Shows me variety. Love it. We have so many variety of different cultures, plants, foods, animals, cars. So I can never explain why people complain about some which only shows the same thing we live by every day. Variety. Because I do not want to be bored. Yes. Don't act like these guys don't tell these women to put a different color wig on. <laughs> don't act like we don't tell these women, thank you for getting your hair done. I'm sorry. I like women who take care of their hands and their feet. I think that is a blessing. Oh, yeah, you got to take care of your feet. You got to take really care of your do. feet because you walk on them your whole life. Oh, thank you. Of course, right? Thank you. And, and I get pedicures too because I wear boots, sweater 14 hours a day. I just got to take care of my feet just to keep them straight. You know, it's pretty as hers, which is great for me. If your feet look as pretty as hers, I'm going to get super disturbed. You already you already came down about three threat levels when you put on braces. When I saw no, you smile yesterday, Never. I was like, Never. I was like, yeah, man, I can, I might be able to take him. Man, 
Don't let it fool you. That's just a sight. <laughs> Don't let it fool you. He said you came down three threat levels when you put the braces on. <laughs> so I came from 10 to 7. Great. Oh <laughs> I'll take 7. I have still a threat. I take it. I take it. I will dispute against it. I take it. But I oh promise you, I'm still a 10. But see... When you don't get to get braces as a kid right. or go to the dentist right. and do all these things like other kids get to. Because right. I looked at Taryn and I was like, man, he's got to be so happy yes. to get braces. Yes. And people are like, what? If you grew up with money, you get mad at braces. Facts. If you grew yeah. up without money, you're excited to get them. Yeah. That's right. You're excited because you get a chance to. Yes. It's healthy. People don't understand how healthy that is. Yeah. That is a That's why you see so many kids with braces and stuff nowadays. Like Fight. braces wasn't like a happy thing. Like, oh my God, you got braces. You used to have them from people. But now it's like the kids, they want to be in braces. Like, yes, I'm on braces, but I love it. And like I told him, his smile was already beautiful before he got the braces. As long as long as you're happy. Hey. Imperfections to him, right? Just like we have imperfections. Everybody has their imperfections. But I personally thought, you know, his smile was gorgeous. But now it's like... Oh my God, your smile is going to be even more gorgeous when those braces come off. Oh my God, listen to you too. <laughs> so Andre oh, yeah. Andre went all uh, happy trees on me and he loves everything. So he embraces all cultures. 1880, blind, crippled, or crazy, it doesn't matter. Andre is with you. Loves, hey. loves all hair colors. Hey, yes, what I was actually hearing hey, at yes, was the ability for black women to be able to express themselves and not have to do it in the traditional white hair manner and being able to embrace Ooh. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, just to, just to go into that a long time ago, and you can probably, he can probably relate to this too, right? Let's just take braids, for example, 10 or 15 years ago for a person to walk in an interview and you have braids in your hair, right? As a man, you're automatically not getting that job, especially as a black man. You're automatically stereotyped. This oh, man 100%. got braces in it. I mean, excuse me. Look, you got me talking about braces. This man got braids in his hair, right? We're not hiring him. So growing up, it was always, and I'm pretty sure whoever's listening to this, if they're black, they understand. Growing up, your mom taught you to always be presentable, right? And it wasn't about being presentable because you are a representation of your parents. It was more about a black and white thing. When you go out or whatever, you always look your best. Your hair should look mm. like this. When you go to interviews, you make sure you look this way and look that way. Because if you don't, you're not going to be accepted. They're not going to hire you. You're not going to get this and you're not going to get that. Mm. So for us growing up, we knew that we had to have that thing together. You had to, in so many words, look the part. You had to look the part. Mm. So I kind of like, you know, for me, like my hair has been short since I went to high school. I asked my mom, can I cut my hair when I went to high school? And she said, okay, surprisingly. I love your hair. Thank you. I love your hair. Thank I've you. always loved it. Surprisingly, she said yes. And I'm like, okay, cool. So it's, it's been short since then. Um, however, I pro probably don't have the same struggles as most of my other sisters do when it comes to like the natural hair thing and all that good stuff because, you know, I'm not natural. My hair is relaxed or whatever. But I do understand the struggles of that or when people making comments or saying mm. like, oh, you all got to do so much to your hair. To do. It's like, listen, you don't understand because you're not black. You don't understand because you don't... Say that again? Huh? Say that again? You don't understand because you're not black. Correct. Nobody can understand what another person thinks. 
yeah. another race. You can't. You can't empathize. You can't, yeah. you can't. You can't relate. You don't know. Again, going back to the beginning of our call, we don't know each other's struggles, right? So something as small as a hairstyle that means a lot to us. We are very defined people, not only because we want to be defined people, but we were conditioned to be defined people because if we are not defined with what we have on, how our hair looks, how we speak, what school we go to, we're automatically stereotyped about it. So, yes, our hair is a big deal to us. Yes, most of us go to the salon every week or every two weeks. Yes, a lot of us are going back to our natural state of hair, and that requires more time. That requires putting a bonnet on at night. That requires having to wear your hair and, and, and um, braids for a minute to protect your hair and all that good stuff. You guys you guys go to hell and back for your Absolutely. hair. I know that much. I had a very long conversation about the fact that you have to sit up if, if your hair is done. So you have to sleep sitting up for like a month. Because you gotta you gotta save up for that next eight hundred dollars yes. hairdo. Yes. For like that that is some commitment. It's, it's That's some deep. shit I can like, never do. It's bigger than a hairstyle. I remember, you know, being in um in, in grammar school, right? And I get my hair done on Thursday for pictures on Friday. I had to sleep a so like you said, I had to sleep a certain way so I don't ruin my hair because my mama ain't got $60, to send me right back to the salon. You know, she she did that as a sacrifice to make sure that I looked good for whatever I was doing, you know? And mm. that's just the way it is. I'm sorry for who don't understand, but hey, that's our culture. So I, I actually have a counter thought to this as to why, why, why people get upset when addressing the cultural expression of Black people. The uninhibited, I just heard a liquor bottle open. <laughs> I heard that. Tennessee VSOB. <laughs> Day. So let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm mixing Hennessy VSOP with a uh, splash of watermelon and I like kiwi strawberry. It is a great mix. You got a mixologist. <laughs> what I do with Arizona. Kiwi strawberry, it is. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I promise you, it'll change your life. Hey, academics. Have you endured life's tragedies, trials, and tribulations? Did you adapt and overcome? Do you have advice for others to pay forward and want to be a guest? Then email us a brief two to three minute video to show at thetragedyacademy.com and tell us how our academics can learn and grow from these experiences. Thanks again for your support. Now, back to class. So my my thought behind this, one of the reasons why there's such it met with such animosity when when I see what is to me the most amazing expression of fun, love and and creativity and all those things when I look at my my black friends or the black community, when I see hair a certain way, or when I see I don't care what anybody says. Black people laugh the best. <laughs> See? You got me laughing. <laughs> See? I don't even have to say much of anything. It is true. Man, I, I need that laugh in my life. I don't understand. What, but here's the thing. Notice the nose that gets turned up when 
a group of black people start laughing very hard, jumping around, you know, and slapping each other about it and just having that very open sure. time. I'm going to tell you why I believe or my guess as to why this is. It's because they're angry that they're not able to do it themselves. They are not they are not comfortable with themselves enough to be able to express themselves in manners where they don't feel like they're being judged by their peers. <clears throat> People will always that. treat someone that they think, you notice how we always look at it, the people try to put down the one that's creator, or put down the one that's, <clears throat> you know, that's got, you know, this talent or put down the person that's working really hard or something like that. Let's take those things and put it into terms of like happiness family love, camaraderie, right. that time around the table, open relationship, right? And we talked about that self-soothing black community. I'm not black. This is only a guess. But right. I think if I'm missing all of those things I just said in my day-to-day -day hamster wheel life where I don't have a culture to really grab onto, what am I going to do when I see somebody celebrating in front of me? I'm going to hate them. Right. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I never thought about it like that, Jay. I never, you just opened my mind. <laughs> I think that the majority of, uh, I, there's, there's hate. Hate is hate. Hate is hate. It is there. But I also think that it is predicated in a lot of cases on jealousy. Yeah. And it's not even, and not jealousy in a manner where, you know what? It is jealousy, but it's not like in the way that you think it's, it's jealousy of our own inability to take action upon being or to be authentic. You walk through your community. Is anybody trying to be someone else? No. 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 Everybody wants to be original. Yep. They want to be themselves. They want, they got to have a claim to fan. I'm stereotyping by saying, you know, they um, groups and whatnot. But what I experience is always Everybody's got their own thing. Yeah. I don't see that in other communities. I see a lot of people following a lot of people. And if you ask me, I see a lot of people that follow black trends, but that's just uh -huh. me, you know. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> hey, I like the way you said that, though, Jay. When you were saying um, about the struggles of trying to understand, and it feel like it's the most of someone else's life. But then I have actually had a thought about something. A comedian said, I can't remember this white comedian. He was real good. And I was watching on Netflix. Man, I like him. I just can't. It's funny. His name on tip my tongue, but I can't spit it out. And he had mentioned something about the Magic Johnson issue. Mm. And what he said about the girl. And he was a basketball player. And he said, you must understand. Now, you have to take this in. You really have to take this in because if you want to understand one side, you got to understand both to get between the thin line and the straight path. Now, he said for this guy, to be messing with this young female. And she kept saying, just don't mess with the black dudes. He never called him a name. He didn't racial profile. He didn't do nothing. He said that was the strangest thing because everybody came down, but nobody took the part of how he was raised. Mm. Now, okay. you have to understand the concept, right? That concept, because we raised children, even I raised mine. I've teach my sons and my daughters that a man pants don't say, his pants must be pulled up to control himself, but that don't make him a man complete. Yeah, the, the having the pants up is not the definition of manhood. Thanks. So, you know, having another household teach something else and another household teach something else and another household teach something else, we got to understand we're not on the same household teaching level. 
So he's, he brought up saying, can you imagine how this young man was raised in a racist 1930 <laughs> in his household? Right. He said, you got to get a guy a little sympathy. He said, I'm not pressing issue. I understand he did his wrong. I agree. And I agree with him because my man, oh my God, uh, one song, two, you must study your enemies to become a great opponent. Mm, it's very, very important. So no matter what, you got to understand the way he was raised. You got to go back. You got to understand the way his dad raised him or his grandfather raised his dad. So when they all in that trifecta of being raised and then you come into this time and you expect everything to be changed or everybody to accept, no, you got to remember a child is a sponge. Mm. And once the child decides at 18, 19, 20, or the, that peak of his moment, even 13, because children are becoming more advanced because the word of the Lord said your children will be smarter than you. And they will do things that you have done in less of the time. That's that's evolution for us. The goal is to make our children greater than ourselves. That's facts. The collective goal should be. (laughs) Not everyone's. That's not true. That's the goal, he said. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it should be, James. Because you're putting kids, anger at parents, parents anger at kids. I'm not even getting into that. But at that same concept, of course, like you're right, because I teach my child to be ahead of me to be ahead of the game. Things I learned at 15, I'm going to teach her at 7. Things I learned at 30, I'm going to teach her at 15. Because I want to educate. I'm going to teach. I'm going to grasp. Because I don't raise criminals, drug dealers, crackheads, whores, pimps. I raise them to be them. Mm. I can't stop them because they generation, whatever's on them is them. But at the same time, I nourish as much positive to control them. I can't never tell them slavery did not exist. I'm going to teach them it. But I ain't going to just teach you that we don't want to be enslaved. I'm going to teach them that slavery is a money concept and slavery has not stopped. Slavery will never go away until until greed is gone. Uh, it uh, will never go away. No. It's the structure of the entire system. Yeah. And greed ain't going nowhere. It ain't going nowhere. Because slavery is body parts, children, missing. It's going to a whole advance of this what this country is built off of. Yeah. Yes, and our country is built off of that. And I tell people, that don't make me hate America. I can never hate America. I will never do nothing to hurt my country. I love America. my country is my country. I just got to accept where I'm coming from. Agreed. If that's your country, that's great. I have no disrespect, but I ain't going to terrorize mine, and I ain't going to let you. Hate breeds hate. It ain't personal because terror, terrorism ain't going to work. It ain't going to work in that sense. I've seen it's just a part. It's not only that, but it's a separation tool. So when we start getting rid of separation tools, it changed the game. You got to get rid of a separation tool. Every time you break and break and break that link off that chain, there's multiple chains to it. So you're constantly breaking them and constantly breaking them. It's just a matter of time. Like one language, one language of all humanity is the internet. And people don't see it as that. They say, what do you mean? It's a collective consciousness. It's a chance to come back around. Thank you. Yep. To reach out to multiple people and sections of area just right there. Well, you know, you talk about passing on those thoughts and, and, and passing on to your children, you know, the greater wisdom and things like that. And we need to realize and that that is what we do. That is the goal of humanity is to better have better their, you know, the next generation, right? We have, we have the internet and we have the ability now to have a collective consciousness and to, to right those wrongs, you know, or, 
to to evolve further beyond what we used to do. We got we got to stop calling what we did right. wrong and start calling what we need to do. Is is the we need to just go the direction we need to go because the past will never ever ever right. change Absolutely. itself. Not keep worrying about the past and then changing the future. Mm-hmm. What you're gonna have to do is say, okay, we did this in the past. I tell everybody, to me, the simplest thing is technology. We go from brick phones. Sorry, we go from no tech, no phone to a brick phone, to a slim phone. We have to do the same thing with people. We go from that happened, let's help, let's change it, and let's do something else. It's the same thing. How do we do that? How do we do that? How do we change somebody? Well, I have a guess. It takes takes a village. Agreed. (laughs) It takes a village. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that it starts with providing people with new experiences and accepting new experiences. It is walking up to a person that you would not have ever had a conversation with, with your predis, you know, your predisposition to believe certain things or whatever cognitive, walk up, say hello, fucking tell them why you're saying hello. Look, I don't have a friend like you. I don't know how to approach people in this situation. Every single time I've approached somebody from a place of love and curiosity and with the right intent, I've always gotten the right answer back. Yeah, but at the same time, you have because that's what you speak. You speak the positive. You seek for it. You already put that in your mind. And it's your intent. That's the same thing we learned in in, in physical training. It's a difference between knowing something and your intent to do something. Yes. So we learn that through strength training, your intent. And strength training, my intent is to work on my arms. So I'm going to do a certain exercise to make my arms look different. But if just working out is working out my whole body, your intent is not a directional area. It's like meditation. You just pointed out, you're yeah, right. You just playing an intent. Everybody intent ain't that. One thing I've learned that the universe is big. The world is big. So a lot of people, we might think is okay, might not be okay to someone else. Like someone told me in the Asian culture, they don't shake with their right hand. They shake with their left because you wipe your butt with your right. I'm confused. Of course you are. They because you we don't butt. have that in our right. culture. Right. right. So I, I, and that's just a yeah. standing and saying like, okay, I'm confused, but. Tell me why. And the man told me because we try to wipe our butt with our left hand, but most people write their butt with our right. They write, so we don't shake their right hand. And I was like, wow, that's, that's, I, I appreciate knowledge every day. I thank you. Yeah, that's I just try not to get it on my hands. Right? I'm cool I, with it. That's it. Wash my hands. It don't matter which <laughs> right. hand. In my mind, it don't wash matter. Wash your hands. Just wash my hands. <laughs> I'm going to wash my hands. Here's the reality. I would not remember which one to pick up my cheeseburger with. Thanks. I wash my hand. I would fuck it up every time. Be like half into my oh, stink hand. I'd be, I'd be like halfway through my cheeseburger. And be like, fuck, it's the left hand. Like, damn, I use my right hand. <laughs> <laughs> I love that hand. <laughs> but I respect the culture, the understanding. And you bring up a great point. People, so you said languages earlier, right? And everybody, you know, migrating from one area and we see that, you know, the Caucasus and through Europe and, you know, and and different areas. But what we don't, correct, but what we don't realize is that when there are other languages, there are words that do not exist in yours for feelings in theirs where they have words. They have described things in their culture or in their feelings that we haven't put a word on, or it might be a blanket for another. Talk about the greatest misunderstanding. Talk about religion. Talk about reading through those things. How fast can you 
not understand what the intent of something is simply because when it's translated from one language to another, it isn't the same. It ain't. It's not. It's not the same. For, um, when you speak French to English, it shows just the simplest thing in Spanish. You say, hey, how you doing? It can even be turned backwards to, for them to understand it. There's so many different, yeah, there's so many different ways that uh, it's a, it is a melting pot. And I think experiences, I do, man, I do. I, I love meeting so many different people and I love that I have friends that allow me to ask ridiculous questions. I don't think I told somebody the other day, um, we were talking about somebody doing something where they were accused of being racist. Don't even know what it is. And I, I said, well, they need to have racist court. <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I said, well, that's what I do when I call Andre and ask him if I was racist in a situation or if I was what they accused me of. He's like, hey, let me ask you a question. I'm like, what? Racist court? Like, Is this racist? I'm like, no. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, I call... I call Andre. I have. I call Andre and I say, hey, look, this happened. And yeah, it's been a few times. And here's the reason why I do it. Couple reasons. One, it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> two, two, it allows me to listen because you're going to tell me, you know, don't be a dumbass or yeah, this yeah. isn't this or whatever. Yeah. But you'll always add on what might have been the preconceived or the cognitive bias that existed for that accusation to come at me. Right. I don't know right. that that's why that right. existed. All I know is I'm going, I'm not, you know, I got my hands over there. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, yeah. man? You know, but. No, but it, it go back to this though, Jay. It's just a guess. It's always See, a guess. You don't, you don't want to assume. What you would do is you ask me, you'd be like, I don't want to assume, so let me ask. And this is something me and her talk about all the time. Like, I'm not a assumer. I would sit here and ask someone a question. I but like, I go in the store. If I know I don't want to spend no money, I want to go to one spot. I go to the first person, excuse me, work here. They say yes or no. They say yes, cool. I, I just wanted to know what this is at so I can get it and go. But if I know I have time, I'm going, I don't mind spending no money, I'm going to look around for myself. So that's the difference in asking someone a question and then trying to assume. You can't assume. You know, there's, um, I'm going to butcher this, but there's something called, I think it's called Jahari or Jahari's window. And basically the concept is, is like, you know all about you. There's certain sectors of knowledge. If you look at it, it's like, there's like four of them. And like I said, I'm going to butcher this, but basically Mm -hmm. it's something along the lines of, you know, certain things, you know what you know, what you know about yourself. I know what you know about me, right? But Mm -hmm. I can think it's basically your thinking for what other people think about you, which is impossible. Mm. You cannot do that to assume, you know, what somebody else is thinking of you is nonsense. First Mm. of all, it's kind of the definition of insanity in so many different ways. (laughs) Right. Because when you're actually, if you think about it, if you removed yourself from the situation and let's say that you had a stomach ache, right? All this shit's going on. Stress, stomach hurts. It's because you could be thinking about something that you haven't done yet that somebody else might think that you're going to do. What the fuck is that? Like, and you have in the now, your stomach hurts for something that ain't even happened yet. Not even here. Doesn't even exist. And we're taking that into our system right now. But you know that that happens on a regular. That's every single day. With people. 
that's every that's every day. I mean, I've been guilty of the shit. Just being transparent, like yes. it's it's crazy, stupid, but you do you you. Sometimes you have a preconceived notion of what somebody's gonna think about something before you even do it, and they're not even thinking that. It's it's in your head. We talked about intent earlier and the universal laws and things like that. So what if what if let's say let's say you step into that situation with confidence that that's not gonna happen. Right? You don't go in with that preconceived notion. What happens then? Shit, you just do it. Most of the time it goes your way. It goes your way. It goes your way. So basically, when you walk in and you look at people with doubt in your situation ahead of even the conversation, that person is never going to believe you. Mm. They're not going to accept what you're telling them because you don't believe you. Because you don't believe you. Don't you don't have the strength in it. Correct. Absolutely. That's you know the what it is, Jay? Yep. It's, it's just fear. It is always fear. Everything is fear. It's just fear. Fear, that's the problem. And it, Andre laughs when I say yeah. silver tooth tiger, but it's true because Ooh. our brain... My is still, it doesn't evolve that fucking fast. Is some doctor or scientist is going to call me up and tell me I'm wrong, but it can't be that before. See, our way of survival now is social media, jobs, things of that nature, watching things, keeping trends, all that sort of stuff. And that's also what we fear because now we can be taken down by a meme. We can be taken down by a telephone call. We can be taken down by a recording. But guess what? Your brain ain't got no damn difference between that and a fucking saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> when it comes to the fear. Just, your body reacting the same fucking way. It's the yeah. same chemicals, the same shit. And now we're looking at like a slot machine of social media spinning and it's like you know one second it's sarah mclaughlin and dead dogs the next minute it's like a fucking uh baby gender reveal and the next <laughs> minute it's fucking hate politics and then That's the next true. one it's some dude like you know running around with a horse mask on you know barking at his friends mm -hmm. it, the human mind is not designed for that kind of fucking roller coaster That's right. and it's going up and down up and down up and down yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna make it we have to slow the fuck down and work in the now. Take care of that worry, that anxiety, those things, because it is a mental illness. It's a sickness. That's what we're doing. Everything we're yeah, describing. That's very true. That's true. Andre always like, how can I say this? Okay, like you remember earlier how you say how you and Tara are not like opposites, right? I'm more of the live in the moment. It's peaches and rainbows. I don't care. YOLO, right? My partner over here, like, call him a drill sergeant. He's 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 a, he's he's a drill sergeant. No, we gotta go like this, like this, like this, like this. And it's like, no, babe, live in the moment. Like, just embrace whatever it is, right? But I think like that because I I really do live in the moment. I really do. Because there's no there's no tomorrow or yesterday. I don't know what the hell tomorrow's gonna bring. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. No, you think you do. You think so? That that actually is the so mental said, illness. Oh, yeah. We become a slave to our life and we have become a slave to our future. We toil in the now over and over and over again in the hopes that one day uh -huh. we'll have the ability to do what we yeah. wanted to Very do. Very true. That's it. That's why we have midlife crises. That's why we look back with shame or with sadness. 
Because you know what? We stopped trying to be ourselves the moment that we got that social conditioning that it wasn't good enough when we were a child. Right. Once we thought that, it all went away. That's crazy. It all went away. That's crazy how, like, your childhood, even still as an adult, it can affect your adulthood. It can affect your everyday life because of exactly things that you just said. If you are conditioned a certain way as a child, you carry that. You carry that. And then it's like, it's up to you to, like, determine, okay, am I going to keep carrying this heavy-ass weight? Or am I going to break this cycle of whatever it is and just go on and just live life how I want to Mm. live it? Instead of like that's that moment. Yeah. Living in a moment. <laughs> no, not just that, but getting on your knees at the end yes. of the at the end of the day when you're done, when you can't yeah. go any further and yeah. you start to figure out that everything you're chasing doesn't exist now. Why are you chasing it? Why? Exactly. I got, Why? Well, I gotta agree. I get on my knees every night. Thank God. I get on my knees every day. Thank God. I wake up, I'll sleep good. You have to thank but you yeah. ask, why do we, we have chase? to thank ourselves. You ask, why do we chase? But you ask, why do I chase? And, well... I know why you chase. we always been taught we in a red race. I'm not a red. No. But I'm in a race. And I ain't talking about a race of saying I'm racing my neighbor. No, I'm in a race of that. One thing I cannot control is time. So I'm going to take advantage of the time that I have. So one thing man, I was talking about is like when we get into this workaholic mode because we're trying to stack for the future and it's great. Mm. But when you miss out on that time, it cannot be replaced. Right. So you try to do what you can and say, that's great to say live YOLO, but if I want to tell you I love you today and I didn't tell you, and then I'm gone tomorrow, you're going to be locked in that time. So I need to make sure we no longer locked in time. I need to get as much planned, as much good as that, and at the same time appreciate what I have. And then just remember to me, in my mind, every day is my last day, but I'm still looking for the next Every day is my last. You have to be wise in how you prepare for things. I'm, I, and I would not recommend people go out and blow your 401k today because you don't know if there's going to be tomorrow. No, don't do that. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Now, that's but, stupid, okay? Now, that is, that is not smart, okay? When I say YOLO, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, have fun. Like, don't, 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 don't just live your life in just chains and shambles right. and all that type of shit. I, I ain't talking about no <laughs> investments know. and travel generational curses i'm talking about just enjoying your life yep because there's so many people losing their lives every single day enjoy your life of what you have that's right be okay. grateful for now yes. grateful for yes. now and i mean yes. let's face it that's all there is you know, we can do the things that you're saying. Yes, we prepare for uh, the future and manners to to make sure that we're safe. We have to be, we are conscious beings. We understand there's a future. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, we have to prepare for it. Right. But outside of that, I think it comes down to what we define as success. Mm-hmm. What is that ultimate goal? Is sure. that goal a stack of this or is mm-hmm. that goal a stack of experiences? Experiences with family, experiences with friends, love, all that type of thing. I I can't help but think that the less that we pursue money or the less importance that we put on it, the more it comes to us. The less important, the more that we give away, the more it comes to us. Uh-huh. The more that we love our family, the more that we care, the more that it comes to us. It just is the way it is. It's importance. It's what you place it on. And 
I'll, I like I'll wrap it up with this. Sow your seeds and you should reap. I, I, That's just what, it. I like that. You know who puts the value of money? We do. You know who puts the value of doing this? We do. Yep. And you right. You right when you say money is not important because no matter what, you can't take money where you want. But at the same time, it has an importance because we the one always make the cost of living go up. Mm. Without humanity, money has no value. Mm. But a lot of people don't think, they think that uh, humanity has no value without money. No, because think about it. The best example is animals. No, I said a lot of people think that. Of yeah. course. They yeah. need money. But the best example money, is animals. Money makes their world go around. Yeah, but animals have no money, but they still have shelter. <laughs> they don't think about anything that we think right. about. They Nothing. have shelter. They food. have food. <laughs> they got everything was provided. They sleep peaceful most nights. Unless right. they hunting or somebody hunting them. <laughs> it's the same, but it's the same thing Animals with us. Play. But it's the same thing with us. Somebody out there hunting us and we hunting them. I am hunting for a better deal. I am hunting for a better house. I am hunting for better shoes. Everybody is on the hunt. It depends on what type of predator you are. Oh, yeah, I'm 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 That's searching I'm bad. searching for love, friendship, and uh, enough to make sure that my family is taken care of. That's it. And, but as you achieve that, Hunter, what's your next step? Mm. Enjoy every single minute that I am on this planet. I know that's right. That that's is right. It. So clean your, so clean your fangs. That's that's it's time to right. eat. That's right. It's time to eat. Take care of yourself first, and give each other new experiences. That is the name of the game when it comes to bridging societal divides it it comes down to two things you have to take care of yourself so that you are good to others and that you have to give people new experiences and i don't care what race you are what background you're from the only way that we go forward is by taking steps to heal and show people what we right. are not what right. we aren't what we are there's two completely different things and I, I think that we have that opportunity. And I just, I appreciate you guys more than you could ever know. We appreciate you. are my family. You. <laughs> you let me be an idiot. You let me ask stupid questions. You let me, you let me be me. Just be you. You let me be me. <laughs> and you know what? But I wasn't me for the most of my life. Just like most people aren't. Yeah. Most people are not because they don't yeah. know what it means. Yeah. We all come back to what we started with. You love helping people. You started out with the cosmetology and now look, you're still back in the same loop doing the same thing to help people. You have another career. What's the thing that you're doing? Helping people in your community. Huh? It's always going to come back to being who you were in the beginning. You'll go back to being a kid right. again. The one thing you want to do with kids is what? You're always sharing and handing things until somebody teaches you something different. Very true. Right? Very true. So what happens when you come to terms with yourself and when you start to heal yourself, then you can start to give things to other people. Yeah. You can start to get and receive. Right. I appreciate you guys. I, I love, love you so you, much. <laughs> this, this is definitely um, dope. Let me know. When you come back up a couple threat levels and then we're good. As soon as the verses come out, back to 12. The fact that he said you went down three threat levels with everything. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say that. Like, you went down three threat levels when you put those braces on, babe. <laughs> 
back up. <laughs> he's he's, he's going to have to go to the gym twice. He's going to go to the gym twice. He's not going to smile. He's not gonna... <laughs> that was hilarious in itself. I'm about to pull my back hand. AJ, when he takes those braces out, when those braces come off, you're going to be the first person he send a text or a video to. He's going to be like, I'm ready now. Oh, I know. He's going he's gonna to show up. He's going to show Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Oh my God! A level up. <laughs> See, they don't understand, Jay. I'm, yeah. I'm six feet tall, too. I love yeah. you guys. Um, Nikki, Nikki, your business. Tell us, tell us, give us a plug. Where can people find your business, especially in Chicago, and then for your online stuff because you do online tutorials as well, right? Yes, I'm actually tapping into that. Um, yes, I am. Okay, so my business is located right outside of Chicago in Oak Park, Illinois. It's a suburban area of uh, Chicago. Um, I have been there for five years. I've been in business for five years. I'm coming up on my fifth year anniversary in September, Jay. Congratulations. So I'm finally going to celebrate, okay? Um, so that's going to be great. But you can definitely follow me on both of my social media handles on Instagram. I am MDR underscore makeup artistry. So that's M-D-I-O-R underscore makeup artistry. All one word. And then on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash MDR Beauty. You can follow my business page there. And I teach classes. I do all the little cute girl stuff. But for me, it's exactly what you said. Like, it's, it's the giving back part. It's the helping people. That's, that's why I enjoy this so much. It's a beautiful thing for me to definitely be booked like crazy all the time. But it's the transformation. It's so the confidence that what, I give people, and I love that. The artwork that you do is amazing. Thank to you. see the way that you you uh, you change things. So I think I have an idea. Oh, right. I noticed this. I noticed this the other day before we wrap up. I, I definitely got to bring this up. Okay. Nikki does the best eyebrow work I think I've ever seen. Like I see these pictures, and I'm like, holy shit! Right. So I was watching. Right. All right. So real real talk for a moment. I genetically, I come from a family of men that apparently after the age of like 35, the hair starts growing on the places that didn't continue to get longer before. Right. Right. So I was watching some clips the other day while I was editing and I looked and you know me when I'm not, when my hair is between haircuts and I'm getting closer to the other side of it, I always put a hat on backwards. Absolutely. Man, oh man. I looked and there I was on video and my eyebrows were doing the fucking YMCA over the edge of my hat. <laughs> I, I, I saw my, and it looked like hands above the top of my hat. And I was like, oh shit. Like I look like the dad from American Pie or some shit. <laughs> so I think the next time we get together, I should have you do my eyebrows. You gonna let me clean those brows up? Oh yeah. Yes, thank you. You're not, she's not gonna do some weird like shape them or nothing. I'm not gonna make it feminine. I know how to take care of men too. <laughs> and while he over here is shaking his head, no, Dre used to be. I hate to say my guinea pig, but Dre was my guinea pig when I was in college school. Like I used to cut his hair. I used to do all of that. Like. I got some other stuff too, but I ain't gonna say it because he probably gonna beat my ass whoa, about whoa, it. Whoa. <laughs> so you feel violent. I am not. Don't let him be that. I am not violent. Well, I mean, like no, he don't like not. literally beat me no. up. I mean, like curse me out, like like that. Of course. No. But 
This sounds a lot worse than it is. You're like, it sounds like you're uh, experimenting some other way. Yes, you made it sound worse. Okay, world, I'm not saying that he gonna really beat my ass, y'all. Like, seriously, I love you. I I love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, he used to be my go-to. Like, babe, can I try this? Can I do that? Can so he's he's been a huge part of all of this. Karen won't let me do stuff. Like, I'll go with her every now and then to get a pedicure because you got to take care of your feet, right? And I throw my yeah. feet up there and I constantly ask if I can get them painted just for the fuck of it. And she gets, what? she's like, no, no, no. I'm like, why not? Just one. I was like, let's put like a, a smiley face on it or something. Just for the hell of it. <laughs> what the hell do I care? I don't work in big. No, no, I'm not doing nah, it. She doesn't, she doesn't go for it. But so yeah. we'll have to do a live tutorial. You'll get a weed eater, maybe a saw, something else to try to fix my eyebrows. All You're going to have to hook it up to that. All that sounds like a perfect day, Jay. It, it uh, really right? This is your this is your zen. It's like being in a garden like, with a best of all right. I gotta get out of here. All right, guys. All right, remember everybody, be cool and keep all learning. All right. Hey academics, thanks again for attending another class at the Tragedy Academy. You can show us some love by subscribing, downloading, and rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Or ask Amazon Alexa to play the Tragedy Academy podcast. You can find links to all major podcast platforms and past episodes at thetragedyacademy.com. You can find us on all the majors of social media on Instagram at the Tragedy Academy 2019, on TikTok at the Tragedy Academy, and on Twitter at tragedy underscore academy where we'll post our clips of upcoming shows updated info and thoughts if you'd like to be a guest send an email to show at the tragedyacademy.com keep an eye out on instagram for tragedy academy giveaways thanks again for coming to class and remember be cool keep learning What's up, academics? This is Jay. I'm here to talk to you about Into the AM. This is a clothing and apparel company that I came across last year that has the absolute coolest designs. And the reason why I was attracted to it is because I grew up without a lot of money, like many others, and had to shop on that outlet rack with the irregular items. Things like the fly was over four inches to the left, or the right sleeve would be twice the size of the left. It looked like I was growing horizontally. Like, it's okay, honey, you'll grow into your left arm. So you really don't get a chance to express yourself the way that you want to. You go into life, you start putting on suits, you start putting on uniforms, and you realize you'd never had a chance to truly express yourself. Enter into the AM, a team of artists and creators who share a common vision. They see clothing as a canvas to express what drives you. Since 2012, They've developed premium apparel that elevates self-expression and provides unparalleled comfort for wherever your passions take you. Into the AM's passion for change is the driving force behind their brand. They remain committed to creating products that inspire and promote self-expression by partnering with like-minded organizations focused on giving back to communities in need. Last year, they donated 1% of all revenue from their graphic tees collection to the Art of Elysium charity. The Art of Elysium is an artist organization built on the idea that through service, art becomes a catalyst for social change. For over 24 years, the Art of Elysium has paired volunteer artists with communities to support individuals in the midst of difficult emotional life changes. They currently offer 110 community programs per month, serving over 30,000 individuals per year. The only permanent thing in life is change. 
Supporting charities dedicated to helping those going through these changes, trials, and tribulations require a never-ending commitment. The onus is on us as creators to affect change through our true, authentic talents, and Into the AM is the model of how this is done. Their clothes are handcrafted with care. They have a team of skilled artisans that craft each garment with the highest quality fabrics and eco-friendly inks. Not to mention, these things don't shrink, they don't fade, and they fit as if they were designed supernaturally. I'm stopped every time I wear one of the graphic tees to find out where I got it. The colors attract attention from miles, and the art is nothing short of spectacular, with designs for everyone. One of my personal favorites, Twilight Maiden. Go take a look. End of the AM does all of this while putting their money where their mouth is. 30-day money-back guarantee, lightning-fast shipping, and hassle-free returns. The deals are endless. Graphic tee bundles, discount promo codes. Get over there. Check it out. I'm highlighting the tees, but I'd be remiss to not mention that if you want to walk around in the absolute most comfortable shorts, joggers, and basic tees, hit up into the end. I even wear the basics to the gym. Head on over to thetragedyacademy.com, go to our sponsors tab, and follow the affiliate link to the Into the AM store. Help support Into the AM and the Tragedy Academy by purchasing the absolute best apparel and the best designs ever. And remember, academics, be cool and keep learning.